Are you an entrepreneur looking to have your business grow with a little help from the internet? Well, you've come to the right place. Welcome to Harness the Web with your host, Steve Pack. Hey, good afternoon, everybody. We're here with Harness the Web, and I'm here with Bridget Callahan. Bridget is a slide presentation designer with over 30 years experience creating engaging speeches, presentations, and seminars. Basically, she helps you create a presentation so the other people don't fall asleep, right? <laughs> That's the key thing. And she helps you create them so that people get the points that you want to make that they walk away and that's what they understand from your presentation um bridget's worked with really big companies like xerox uh, acura samsung and paypal and i know she's worked with individuals she's worked with doctors and lawyers and all kinds of people um she even worked with me so i know that that's how she is so in any case bridget welcome today thank you good to see you steve so um Tell us a little bit about you, like before you got into all of this. Well, I guess um, I always not know I wanted to be an artist. I tell people since I was a zygote, right? <laughs> I mean, I discovered when I was in fifth grade, my parents moved us to the middle of the US. We lived in Lincoln, Nebraska, and we, I grew up in California. So I was like, what the hell are we doing here? I became a recluse and I would just sit in my room and draw all day. And then in school, when art class came out, I was like, I love art, you know, and I, they had a competition and I came home one day and I was like, mom, look, I won second place. And I heard my stepdad in the background say, you'll never make money as an artist. And I was just like, what? I can't believe he said that. You know, if I were a kid and I knew what the finger was, I would have given it to him. <laughs> anyway, um, I, I made a decision right then and there. I'm going to prove him wrong. And I just would, I was, I'm going to find a way to make money as an artist. And, you know, successfully now I have my own graphic design company for over 21 years. I've been doing art for companies before then for, since I got a degree in art out of college and I've owned four homes. I own my current home. I've been, you know, dabbling in real estate investment. So I have money in the bank and I know how to manage money, but, you know, doing what I love walking to the mailbox and getting a check for what I love to do is just awesome. And I want to make sure all artists out there know that there is a way you can make money doing what you love. And that's my, my ultimate passion. So what got me into the internet basically was, well, I was designing slides before computers. So on a drawing okay. board, we're drawing and typing typesetting and, you know, all that kind of stuff. And a slide edit took three days to create. <laughs> so once computers came on, I was like, oh my God, this is going to make my job so much easier. And I loved it. But then a few years later, I realized, well, now everybody's creating their own slides and they look like crap. And I've worked in live events for 30 plus years. I've seen the gamut of PowerPoint presentations or presentations generally. And it's, it's atrocious. Like 90% of all the slides that are projected out there are horrible and they're not meant to connect us with that speaker so that they can listen to what you're saying. Cause most people put up all the text. So you're compelled. I say compelled to read it. And what happens when you start reading the text, you stop listening. 
Yeah. And so why are you talking if they're expected to read the slide? So that's what I, I, I like to create slides I call the Hollywood effect. And what I mean is when you go to a Hollywood movie, you're like engrossed in it. And it's like, turn the lights off. I just want to watch the movie. I don't want to see text. I don't want to read anything. I just want to hear them talk. I want to see the action or, or see the visuals that makes me remember what the stories are. And that's what I do as I create that through still images, create your slides so that they connect with that audience and pull them forward and really want to work with you. And most people walk away going, where'd you get those slides? How'd you make that? You know, and it's just, it's no different than anything else. I just know from years of visual, uh, how people learn visually, how the brain works and how you connect visually with your audience. What can we put on those slides to really help you connect and, and convert and create that wow factor? I know for me, this is, it wasn't that long ago, I guess. It was a while ago. <laughs> it wasn't that long ago. Maybe like 2015, I would do like a presentation where I was going to be a speaker. And I basically created the slides so I could read them. Right. Like your cheat notes. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, it was kind of stupid. <laughs> <laughs> well, but you don't know. I mean, if you think about it, all the slides that we've seen, the 90% of all the slideshows out there are created that way. So we think that's how you make it. And, and the, the sad thing is teachers are projecting slides like this to our students. Those are our future speakers. So they're thinking, oh, this is how you make slides. And my commitment is to abolish the boring slide and to teach them there's a better way and that we all can do it. And it's like, you can hire me to do it for you and I'd be glad to do it for you. But I also wanna show you that there's a way that you could up-level your own slides. Cause a lot of people like to make their own slides. And you were one of my first students in my bootcamp and I loved it. And you brought your slides and we worked on over, you know, I think five sessions over two days. It was and, great. Yeah. They, they, they went from, um, I'm, I would say that my slides went from just looking like whatever, they, like average, like everybody else's, whatever, to um, they actually look like they were professional. Like, like I see like professional websites, like really good websites. And like, that's their presentation. It's like, oh, my slides look like that all of a sudden. It was great. <laughs> and I can remember your slides weren't that bad, but we just took some tweaks and, and, and learned some techniques and, and things that I, I can share with you all day of what, how to make it better. And it's really, if, if we could just teach this in school, they don't even teach slide design in graphic design school. And I tell people, I say, oh, you have a graphic designer? Great. They don't know how to design slides. They never learned it. I learned it from 30 plus years looking and hearing producers in my headset going, oh my God, that's horrible. Like what's horrible about it? It's like, you can't even read it. <laughs> you know, yeah. you can't understand it or it's glaring white and it's like got this light gray text and I can't read it, you know? So it's really understanding how does our brain consume the slide? And are you accounting for, you know, there's people out there that are colorblind too. I think oh, one third, well, yeah, exactly. one third of all people have some sort of colorblindness and many of them don't even know it. So are you serving them up so they can clearly understand what you're saying? Yeah. And, and then I know as I get older, I can't read. I know. I yeah. that. It's like, I can't even <laughs> see my phone anymore. So I use my iPad as my phone. I can see it now. <laughs> so they would have to be really big letters. <laughs> yes. Yes. Give me the large font. <laughs> so like when you got started, like what computer did you start using? 
I, you know, I started practicing karate in 1985 before computers. Well, it was just the start of computers. And I remember my instructor was a writer and he wrote for uh, technical documents for the medical world and he was using IBM. But then there was another student in my class who was the president of this big tech company. And he was telling me, get a Mac. Whereas the other guy says, get an IBM, you know, and it's just like, I, I respected my teacher so much, but I knew Mac had, you know, the creativeness and the artness. And so I bought my first computer was a Mac and nice. it was $9,000. <laughs> Amazing. I had to get a printer. So the printer was six grand. I think the computer was three grand. And I remember I had a total of 80 megabytes of hard drive space. Amazing. They, <laughs> yeah, I like predate that. Do I started you? out with an get? Apple II Plus. You okay? You are before I got a Mac 2X. I remember it was a Mac with two 2X. floppy disk drives two, and a green drives, screen yes. monitor. Okay. <laughs> um, but I did graduate to a Mac eventually. But I remember doing this. I was doing a presentation um, to a board of directors. It was I was presenting. Um, um, uh, it was a merger opportunity or an acquisition basically to okay. them, right? So I, I go to the board of directors meeting and do this. I had, I had some slides and they were basically just graphs of return on investment and stuff. And the questions I got were not about the business or anything else. They were about <laughs> how did I do those? How did I make those graphs? I know I had a speaker that I work with and he's a former executive. He was the former executive of um, Wendy's when they coined the phrase, where's the beef? So I know you remember that commercial, yep. um, but now he's a retired executive. He, he helps uh, mentor people through score. And he was speaking one day at UCI, UC Irvine and um, giving his marketing talk. And this woman who was like um, a high level professor and, and speaks with a lot of technology people. She came up and says, where did you get those slides? I, I've never seen anything like that. Our department needs to learn how to do that. <laughs> you know, so it's like once they see what a good slide looks like, there's no going back. And when I give my webinar, when I show them my before and afters, they're just like, oh my God, I didn't know that was possible. And yeah. I, I want to show as many people as possible what's possible because they're just going to have so much more fun when they do create their own slides or when they present and they hire someone like me to create those slides that really connect with their audience. They will be standing above the rest of the speakers because their slides will, will win every time. So today there's a lot, you know, think of like the number of um, webinars and stuff people are doing online. What's an, so you've seen a lot of those. <laughs> and they kind of all look alike. Yeah. Um, what are just a couple simple things people could do to make them look better? Well, get rid of all the text. Okay. Now, can you have some text? Yeah. I mean, I've seen slides with like a sentence or two, but don't put paragraphs on there. Because like I said, they're compelled to read it. So if you're going to put that much text on the slide, stop talking and let them read it because they can't do both. And it's confusing when you make them do both. And I, like I said, they're compelled to read it. So don't put it up there. So instead, if you're talking about, you know, process or a story, you know, put some, find some images that evoke that story. 
you know, like I, I just shared with you being in fifth grade and winning that art competition. And in my slides, I show a classroom of fifth graders and I blurted it out a little bit so they don't can't see faces or whatever. But then, then I showed like, I won this competition and I, I, I came home and, and showed my mom and, you know, maybe show a picture of my family, you know, or whatever. So they get a foundation of the story and how I teach it is you want to create an outline of your talk, right? And so I said, don't open PowerPoint and start your talk. What you want to do is get post-it notes. I love post-it notes. I write on post-it notes all the time and just write down the, the, the essence of your talk. Like maybe you have five or six post-it notes. And then when you write those words down, then think of a little image that would evoke that message. And then you might have several images that evoke it. And then you can go out and find those images to put in your slides. And then you can add a word or two or, or a couple of words on top of the image. I, I, I'm, I'm famous for finding the great place on that image to put the words so that it makes sense to the brain. It doesn't have to be in the same place every time. Whoever says all your slides have to look the same has no training at all. <laughs> they should stop telling people that. <laughs> Must be a lot of them. Well, I was just, I was on a, a call earlier with um, uh, a client that might work with me and she showed me her slides and they all look the same. And then she, she had, she changed them. And then the speaker coach came back and says, no, they have to all look the same. And I said, who said that? What credentials do they have? That's ridiculous. Yeah. Now there We're is continuity of, you know, having your branding. Like if you have a logo or you have colors and stuff, yeah, you want consistency there. But, uh, and you want font consistency. There are some consistencies, actually a lot that you want, but having every slide look the same with the same number of words and um, a white background with black text, snore fest. Yeah. I would think that would be a, a quick formula to falling asleep. Yes. I, I tell people, if you want to put your audience to sleep, put all your slides on a white background. And they're like, what? I said, because your eyes go to the light. When you're looking at slides, that's projected light. Reflected light is like you're looking at a, a coffee table book or something and the light reflects off there and then gives you the color and the, and the shapes and stuff. But projected light is from our computers or from a projector. And when we look at projected light, our eyes go to the light. Just look, watch TV. If everything on TV was a white background with dark text, notice how how you're gonna your brain's just gonna tune out after a while, and within ten minutes you're gonna be brain dead. And if you're speaking for an hour, you just kill them. You're not they're not gonna be able to hear you or watch your slides. You so better made I, your point in the very beginning. I just thought of a new product I'm gonna create. I'm gonna create the the anti PowerPoint death slide uh, glasses. So you put them on if the if the slides are bad, you just put them on so they blind you. So you can't see the slides. <laughs> That's a good idea. That, that is a good idea. Um, this has nothing to do with that, but I was reading a bunch of posts recently. Um, I belong to a group where you um, you um, you get a group of people together mm -hmm. and you post together. Mm, and, interesting. And you and you read and comment on other people's posts. And I was going through them and it hit me. I'm a physics major, okay? Okay. So that's why I was way back when. <laughs> and I'm going through these things and think, one, the people are right too long. They're right, they're they're like um they're putting people to sleep. They're talking <laughs> about themselves. Like you could just go on and on. 
And it's like, wow, these really suck, you know? <laughs> well, and then there's the writers that know how to write. But that's what they're doing. They're yeah. just, they're, you know, no they one never it. showed them how to do it. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm with you. What about the writers? Out there. Well, there, I, I just spoke with a writer earlier that I'm looking to joint venture with. And um, just in her speaking, you can tell she knows what she's doing and and what she provides for her client. And she has an acting background, which is even a plus because her acting background and how she helps with the writing from an acting standpoint. Me, I create the Hollywood effect. There's a mirror there. <laughs> There's a match. <laughs> so, um, you know, we all relate to Hollywood. I grew up in Hollywood for four years. We lived in Hollywood. So we had movies being produced right down the street from my house. Um, so just that whole thing of understanding what compels us to want to go to the movies and watch and, and why we walk out with so much emotion and, and uh, wow, that was really great. Like almost like you were on a, um, a roller coaster ride or something, the feelings that you have after the movie, haven't you walked yeah. out of a theater and you had that feeling? That's what I want to create with slides. Like what if people could walk out of your talk going, man, I was glad I came. That was really worth it. You know? And so here's a, like, um, how far away are we from that today? From the world having that in their fingertips? Oh, very yeah. far away. <laughs> very far. We got a lot of work to do. I don't think I'm going to, my mission is to make a difference for a million audience members by working with a thousand speakers. And that mission, my goal is to accomplish that in four years, you know, because eventually I want to retire. But I will always make a difference for people till I die. And speaking with uh, speakers or working with artists, it really is. It's not about the speakers or the artists. It's about the audience. And are they getting the value they were looking for? And are they feeling their time was well spent? That's, that's what I'm committed to. Yeah. That was like the most key thing you, you could say, that it's about the audience. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think a lot of times... The person who's giving the talk forgets about that. Yes. Yes. I the first question I ask when I work with a speaker is what what outcome do you want? I remember I worked with a high-level VP. I won't name the company, but um, they have the name of pay in the name and it ends in pal. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. He was funny. He didn't want to get on a call with me, but they hired me to design their slides for their national speaking event. And I said, uh, so he, he was very short with me. What are we going to talk about? And I said, well, I'm going to find out, you know, you know, I have some questions I'm going to ask you. You're going to answer my questions. I'm going to go design a, a, a deck and I'm going to show it to you. You're going to approve it. And then we're going to make final revisions and we're good to go. Okay. What are your questions? I said, what's the outcome you want? And most graphic designers never ask that question. It's like, what's the outcome? And he went through this whole soliloquy, like everyone knows the outcome. And his outcome was like, I've never heard that before. I kind of heard it in sales, but not put quite that, that way. He basically said, we did really good this year. And if we keep doing good this next year, you'll still have a job. <laughs> like, don't, don't relax on your laurels because we did really good this year. We're going to keep going up. And um well, that's a message. I get it. And so then we walk through in his slides, where is it saying that? And, and how can we make these slides better to communicate that? 
And he was showing examples of other companies that had a really high revenue in one year and how, how did they lead up to it and how did they continue it beyond, beyond that. So he was comparing and saying to his sales staff, we can do this. Um, but the, the content that he said, the negative is like, you may lose your job. <laughs> I was like, well, that's, that's an inspiring message. Um, but you know, Could be inspiring for him, for his, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> kick in the pants. Right. But it, it's like, I can't design and meet your intention. If I don't know what your intention is. And most speakers don't create their clock, their, their talk, knowing what their intention is. They just want to create it. So I look good. So I don't look stupid. So um, I can get my message across, whatever that is. It, it's like, start from the end. Do, like a, do you you're think an engineer. That, <laughs> do you think that so much, it's a lot of that has to do with um, their fear of speaking? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. They just, they just like get it out, get, get it out stage. in front of people and then I'm done <laughs> and that's it. Yeah. Now, so, you know, that's a beginner speaker mentality, but I'll tell you, even the most seasoned speakers, they go up nervous. I've, I've worked with them. I've seen them backstage. And sometimes I just tell them, you know what, you know, way more than what they know, you'll be fine. And they just need to hear that calming voice before they go on stage. Cause they're just, you know, every single time you walk up to 200 or 300 people, it's a different experience in a different environment. And like actors, they go through years of, of being scared, but eventually it's just natural to, to perform in front of the camera. Speakers don't have that much practice, but it's the same kind of thing of how do you get over your fears? Do, do professional speakers, do a lot of them use slides? No, no. I, in fact, people go, I don't use slides, but then you don't need them. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm a full proponent over speaking and you don't need slides. Um, I'm there though, when you do use slides, let's put some stuff up there that matches your expertise and really up levels your talk so that you really connect with your audience. Otherwise, if you're going to have crap slides, just turn them off. Don't use them. You're raising a bar for me. How's that? <laughs> you're going to not use slides anymore. <laughs> no, um, I don't really use them. Like I did. So like okay. I'll do like a live and I just got LinkedIn live like last week. Oh, I had that for like, um, it, I don't know, eight months now. It took me forever <laughs> to it get yet. it. I would submit the thing and I would, wouldn't get approved and I'd submit it again. I wouldn't get approved. Anyways, I got it. And I just did like a two minute, Hey, this is a demo. Okay. You know, or like a test. Mm -hmm. And um, I put it out and I've sent it to the group that I was the, I talked about earlier. Um, but now I'm going to actually actually have to like up my game and create a couple slides that um, knocked our socks off as well as me. Cause who like really wants to see me talk? Well, and, and they do, you know, a lot of times <laughs> the slide might, your face might be better than the slides, but you really want to see. Um, I mean, and there's, uber techniques where you can have your, your face embedded in the slide or whatever, you know, that's a technical thing, but um, what are you going to put on the side? What are you going to speak to that has, you know, has that compelling message of, do you want them to click on something? Do you want them to reach out to you? Do you want them to go out and do their homework? If they're students, what, what is it? What's the action item you want them to do? And how will you know if they do that action item, if you're just speaking for three minutes, because obviously if you're putting up something up on LinkedIn, you want to get more links, right? Or you want to find the yeah, people so you can chat with. Yeah, so there it's easy because I can create some way that they, 
that they're going to have to take an action, mm-hmm. either write, leave a comment or they're going to have to mm-hmm. click a link or something. Yeah. And I can tell whether or not it's effective by that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. If this is so a thumbs down, I'm a, just put thumbs down. Yeah. <laughs> oh, how I'm effective, if I'm effective. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I haven't. I, so you, you beat me. I've had it for almost a year now and I haven't used it yet. Oh yeah. I, um, I would have used it when I first got it or back when I first asked for it. Um, I really wanted to use it then. Mm. And then I've kind of gotten away from LinkedIn and doing so much with LinkedIn. Um, so now that I have it, um, I'm kind of re I've, I've re um, constituted my business. Hmm. So I'm, I used to help people with LinkedIn and I don't really do that as much anymore. Actually, I don't do it at all anymore. Well, you helped um, me. That's how we what's met. That? You helped me. That's how we met. <laughs> That's exactly right. Um, so we'll see what happens with that whole thing, but. Okay. Um, so tell me, what are some things that people could do Um after listening to us today, that they could, um, steps that they could take to take what they've heard from you or what what you're explaining to them, what they could do to uh, implement that? Well, one thing that most people say is, Bridget, you find really great images. How do you find those great images? And I actually created a free report that um, shows you my top image banks that I, I procure these images with. And most of them are low cost and many of them are free. So there's, there's image banks out there where you can find free images that you could use that are, are usage rights ready. And you can put them in your slide, you can put them in your marketing and they're gonna have that limbic messaging connection where it's just, uh, you know, you tie your memory to an image. So when someone talks about something, you're looking at that image and you're tying it to that image and you're gonna remember what they're saying so much more. And so I have that free report, but, um, also, too, another tool that I use on the internet that I love, I just want to, I know you, this was one of your questions, is like, what's, um, what's a favorite tool on the net that you use and how do you use it? And so I call it, it's called Tinei, T-I-N-E-Y-E.com. And what it is, is it's a reverse image search and it helps you find images online. Now, why do I want to do that? Well, there's many different re- reasons why, but why we use it is a client will come in and say, we want to use an image, we want to use this image or maybe an image like this. And we could put it in Tinai and we could find all the image banks that have that image or a similar image. And then we know where to buy it because we do it the right way. We buy the images or we procure them from a free site the correct way. We don't pillage by grabbing images off of Google. And so that's one of my favorite tools that we use all the time. That's cool. Now, when you help me with my presentation, I still remember this, the front slide um was became awesome and i think it was we we found an image that really worked and it it made it even i became more confident in even giving the presentation after that yeah we call that the featured image or the foundation graphic and that's your that we in the industry we call it a walk-in slide so like let's say you're speaking at a at a conference and there's 10 other speakers speaking at the same time and you have to walk up to a room and oh so and so speaking here and where you're in room so and so and so your slides up on screen with your name and your title but there's an image tied to it that's good just like you're invited 
you know, rather than just text on a slide. And that's, to me, that foundation graphic really starts off to a great start as far as your slides go. So yeah, that's, that's cool. important. Yeah. So what's the link that people would get that image for, or the yeah, so if you go to createslidesatconvert.com slash free dash report slash question mark ref equals 21. That's for Steve. So we better send me that and I'll put it. <laughs> yeah. <in. laughs> but, you know, even if you get to createslidesatconvert.com, you'll see some uh, free offers I have there. But with that free report, we're going to give you a list of 25 of the top image banks that we use and or maybe more than 25. I haven't looked at it in, in a in a month, <laughs> but and then a lot of them are free sites too. And you know, most people have heard of one or two of these, but we have more than uh, um, what you see there. And a lot of we actually give you a comment of why we like this site. Well, this is this is a great site for for uh, scenics, or this is a great site for people, or if you're looking for diverse people, this is a great site for that. So uh, that's really helpful. Do you use videos in your slides? Yes, absolutely. I promote videos with audio because it's just super engagement. And one of the biggest things people hired me for when I worked live events was, can you make sure our videos play in our slides? And usually on the large, bigger events, we don't mirror, uh, we don't merge videos into slides. Slides is separate from the video and we have a video guy sitting next to me that plays the videos. But for now, nowadays, people want their videos to play in slides and how do you get it to work? And there's some technical things that you need to understand. And I actually have a training on my website, that same website on how to how to play a video, how to put a video in your slides that plays. It's okay, cool. Important. Yeah. How do you put them in your Facebook? Uh, your Facebook <laughs> stories. <laughs> <laughs> That's beyond my conversation <laughs> yeah <laughs> anyways um that's cool so like what else I, um how do you prevent the blank stare when you're doing your presentation well uh, you have to engage your audience so if you're getting the blank stare and they're staring at your slides or whatever um cut off your slides, especially if you're in Zoom or something, just show your face, interact, see, see other people and call them. Say, hey, Jim, I know you don't have your video on, but are you there? I just wanna check, are you there? You know, what do you think of this? Give me a comment, you know? So if you engage them, that'll kind of wake them up and say, oh, they're watching me or they're, they're you know, they see me. You know, most of the time we go on these things and we wanna know we're being seen. And those who share their video, you know, acknowledge them, hey, great great background you got there. It's so good to see you, Melissa, you know, say their name, say their first name, acknowledge them. Um, when I have my look over my shoulder as I fix your slides once a month, it's an office hours I give. Um, every time someone comes in, I just, I say their names. Hey, Jim, it's so good to see you. I'm glad you made it back, you know, because I remember they were here last month or they were here a few months ago. And, and that relation just makes them think, oh, wow, I'm being seen. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes perfect sense. I wouldn't even thought of that. <laughs> oh, that's good. Um, like what? Else, like what else would you like to say today? Well, um, I, I don't know if you can tell, but I'm really passionate about what I do. I love visual I graphics. Don't tell that. <laughs> but I, and I love helping others to connect to those visuals and 
you know, if, if they want to learn how to do it themselves, I would love to support them in, in that. And if they want someone to do it for them, I love that also. Um, it's really the bottom line, making a difference for that audience. And when audience members see what I do, they're thankful. And that's what it's all about. And, and there are other people that do what I do. They just don't market themselves like I do. And, and we're, we're like a team. We're all on the same page here. We want to make a difference for that audience so that you're, you're connecting with them and you're making a difference for them because everyone has a message. And I just want to thank you for allowing me to chat with you. I, I've missed you. I haven't talked to you in a little while and it's good to see you. Yeah, it's great to see you too. Great <laughs> to catch up. Um, so we'll find those links below the video and um, that's it. So thanks right. for being with us today, Bridget. And uh, bye. <laughs> <laughs>